Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. And we are his, we are his people, and the sheep of his pasture, entering his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endureth forever, and his faithfulness to all generation. Psalms 100, verses 3 to 5. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio. And we are coming at you out of the great state of Texas. Oh, yeah. I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and in front of me is my co-host, Joey the Sidekick Velasquez. What's with, up? With that crazy voice. <laughs> and always the president of the big house, Mr. Steve the Boss Dan Hartog. Good to be with you, people. <laughs> so uh, how are we doing today, gentlemen? Pretty good, pretty good. Doing pretty well. good. What's new? What's no, happening? I just tried my Mexican hot cocoa for the first time, and it's really good. Really? Yeah. Did you make that yourself, or did you have Soph make it? No, I had Soph make it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Steve? What What is happening? It's it's busy, man. Always stuff going on. Always something to do, right? Yeah, you're always busy. Every time I see you, you're doing something. But that is pretty exciting because uh, we've just been noticing that the ministry has been growing. New people coming in all the time. Praise God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's always really exciting. Uh, You know, we were talking about the other day is just how... Uh, the Bible studies are just getting a jammed pack. They are. Yesterday, Man. the study, we didn't have any more room back there in that yeah. room. Yeah. I mean, Saturday mornings are full. So yeah. Praise God. Yeah. yeah. And it's all his work. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. We have a great podcast for you this week. Uh, today on the show, we have Dr. Jonathan Gibson on his book, his children's book, The Moon is Always Round by New Growth Press. Uh, I'm pretty excited to have this uh, author on. Um, For our listeners uh, who heard uh, episode 100 with uh, uh, Dr. D.A. Carson, he starts off his podcast with the story of his friend Mm -hmm. and this book. Um, and if you guys uh, don't remember, if you go uh, if you go back, uh, Dr. Carson was uh, uh, that episode was about suffering on uh, his book uh, How Long, O Lord, and it was just really awesome that uh, he is he started off the podcast and given an example of a children's book that uh, Dr. Gibson wrote about suffering. I'm not going to give it away here, but we'll touch a, touch on it in the podcast. So yeah. I was reading the book the other day for somebody came in and we were having a conversation about some difficulties they were going through and I started reading the book. I couldn't even get through it. And it's just a short book. Yeah. I mean, you can read it in like, what, three minutes if, you know, for somebody but like, yeah. It is a, it's a real heartfelt book and it's quite a, uh, quite a message, I think. So I'm excited to, to hear what, uh, what the author has to say today. Yeah, so uh, this will be a the first part of a probably a two-part, uh, maybe more uh, series on children's book. Uh, Steve, there's uh, uh, another children's book that just recently got oh, yeah. <laughs> released, and we're hopefully to have that author on. And who 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 is that author? That is my daughter Anna Paulson. <laughs> yes. So uh, Anna Paulson just wrote a book, and that's all we're gonna say. And hopefully, we're gonna have her on pretty soon and do a podcast on on that book. So check out her Facebook page if you want to uh, if you want a preview. Yeah, if you want a preview. All right, guys, why don't we get this started? Are we ready? <laughs> Let's yeah, do ready. it. Let's do it. All right. Dr. Jonathan Gibson is ordained at the International Presbyterian Church, UK, and is Associate Professor of Old Testament and Hebrew at Westminster Theological Seminary, Philadelphia. 
He is also co-editor of Reformation Worship with Mark Ernke. He is married to Jacqueline, and they have two children, Benjamin and Layla. Welcome to Bridge Radio for the first time, Dr. Jonathan Gibson. Thank you for having me on the show, Abe. It's good to be with you. <laughs> well, uh, Dr. Gibson, uh, uh, so on episode 100, we had Dr. D.A. Carson on, and he actually started off in the beginning of that podcast talking about your book. Um, huh. and I, yeah, I, I didn't know if you knew that, <laughs> but, um, no, I didn't. I didn't. So, he did endorse it. So, yeah. yeah. So he huh. actually started off, uh, the podcast, uh, we were talking about his book, how long on Lord on suffering and pain. And he mentioned mm. your book as a friend and he just explained a little bit. He didn't give, uh, too much details on, on the book. He just said a friend of mine and we, we were just super interested because we had the book here at the bookstore uh, um, by the children's section, and, and we were just like, oh, wow, uh, that's Dr. D.A. Carson's friend, Jonathan Gibson's. We, we had the book up there next to our other children's book and got to read through it, and I was just like, wow, this is, this is ama- amazing. Um, so, Dr. Gibson, um, this is your first time on Bridge Radio. Can you just please share with us a little bit about yourself and how God drew you to saving faith. Sure. Uh, so you can hear from my um, accent. I'm not from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am from Belfast, Northern Ireland, uh, originally. Mm. Brought up as a missionary kid in Africa for first seven years of my life or so. Um, then educated back in Belfast, Northern Ireland. And then I uh, believe I came to faith I'm from a Christian home, obviously, as a missionary kid. My parents faithfully taught me the gospel, and uh, I believe I came to faith when I was about eight or nine. After we returned from Africa, I was in a faithful Bible-teaching church, heard the gospel, and God, by His gracious Spirit, awoke me to uh, a living faith in the Lord Jesus at that time. And uh, I grew then through church and um, did a gap year in South Africa, uh, where I did some Christian ministry, and at that time felt called to go into some kind of word ministry, uh, but that didn't happen for a number of years. I studied physical therapy, worked as a physical therapist for three and a half years, and then I um, uh, went off to Sydney uh, in Australia to study at a theological college called Moore Theological College. Mm-hmm. Studied there, met my lovely wife Jackie there, mm-hmm. and then we relocated to Cambridge, where um, I pursued a PhD in Old Testament studies, Hebrew studies. And uh, there we had two children, Benjamin and Layla. And uh, the tragedy of uh, Layla's death is really the context um, for the book, The Moon is Always Round. So, uh, so uh, Dr. Gibson, as we get started here, uh, as you just mentioned, um, the story uh, is uh, behind, uh, the, the book behind the story is Layla. Can you just tell our, our listeners here just a little bit more about what uh, why you wrote the book? Sure. Um, so we had a son called Benjamin. He was uh, two and a half, three at the time, and uh, we'd longed for more children. It took us a little while to fall pregnant with Layla, and by God's grace, we eventually did. But then uh, one Sunday night at uh, about nine months in her mother's womb, uh, as we slept, she quietly departed from this world um, 
and on the 13th of March she died. That was confirmed on the 14th. And then we had to wait four days until Jackie went into labour and gave birth uh, to our little daughter, Layla, Layla Judith Grace. And uh, it really rocked our world. Um, uh, such expectations and hope of a second child, a daughter coming into our family, and then all of a sudden the Lord took her from us. And I, after she was born, my son Benjamin came to the hospital to meet her. We wanted him to meet her even though she was dead, uh, but we wanted him to hold her and see her mm. so that she wasn't some kind of mystery to him. He was three and a half at this stage. Mm. And uh, he was he had lots of questions as to what had happened and why. As I drove him <clears throat> home that night from the uh, hospital, we're just driving along in the car and I'm crying quietly in the front and I just hear a little voice in the back and he says, Daddy, will mommy ever grow a baby that wakes up? Mm. And I said, Ben, I, I don't know. Uh, let's hope that she does and let's pray that she does. And then he said, um, why isn't Layla coming home with us? And I said, because Jesus called her name and she's gone to him. Mm. And he said, will she come to us after a few days with Jesus in heaven? And I said, no, when you're with Jesus, you don't want to go anywhere else. And then he mm. said, um, uh, does Layla not like us? And I said, no, she does like us, Ben. She just likes Jesus more. And they said, Daddy, why isn't she coming home? And I said, Ben, you know what? I, I don't really know why, but her death is just a mystery to us. And then I said, but we've got to trust in the, the goodness of God, even in the midst of all of this sadness, Ben. And then I was able to, from that conversation, in that moment, I started talking to him about the moon and the reason I did was because months earlier I'd been inspired to tell him about the moon, teach him about the moon, because every night in Cambridge he would want to look up at nighttime and as we put him to bed and see the moon, and he loved all the different shapes of the moon. So I taught him a little catechism. I would hold him up at the window and we'd look at the moon, and I'd say, what shape is the moon, Ben? And he would look at it and he'd say, it's a crescent moon or a half moon or a gibbous moon or a full moon. And then I'd say, um, and what shape is the moon always been? And he would say, the moon is always round. And then I taught him to say uh, a third question. I would ask him, uh, I'd say, Ben, what does that mean? And I taught him to say, uh, God is always good. Mm. And so it was just one of those moments where that, that little catechism and illustration of the moon came to me in the car that night as we're driving home from the hospital. And so when he's asking me, why isn't she coming home? And I'm saying, I don't know why. But then I said, Ben, do you remember the story of the moon, the, the, the catechism of the moon? And he said, yes. I said, you know, tonight, Ben, we probably can't really see most of the moon, uh, but we need to remember the moon is always round. And I said, what does that mean, Ben? And he said, it means God is always good. So I said, yeah, tonight it's a very dark night. We, we probably won't understand this ever really in our lifetime but we need to trust that god is always good even when we can't see it and uh just like the moon is always round even when you can't see all of it so the story uh, that i've written in the kids book arises out of that conversation i was so struck by a three and a half year old asking me such profound questions yeah uh, why isn't she coming home? And well, when she's been with Jesus a couple of days, will she come back to us? 
if not why not and just really he was just searching for answers mm. and I just remember writing that down within days mm. I, I wrote the conversation down uh, in a sort of on my phone in a journal <clears throat> as I was sort of journaling my grief and uh, I thought maybe one day I'll try and get this story out there because it was such a sort of a poignant moment between a father and a son yeah. as uh, we both were you know tearfully trying to work through God's goodness in the midst of such heartache so that's that's what the book that's how the book came about and uh, we hope I hope it's um, you know points people to God it's, it's a book that arose because of my daughter Layla but it's not about Layla it's about mm. God it's about how God is always good even when you can't see it and uh, if we can just go back, uh, Dr. Gibson, um, were you surprised by Ben's questions, those deep, profound questions that this three-year-old is asking you during a time of just great sorrow for, for, for your family? Uh, yeah, I was. I mean, you know, we taught him certain things about God and Jesus and the world, but we hadn't really ever spoken to him about death, yeah. you know, he's... Too, too young to deal with that and yet here he is experiencing it holding a little girl in his arms who's not making any sound and not opening her eyes and uh you know his first question to me is daddy will mommy ever grow a baby that wakes up and so i, I was surprised you know i thought wow he's really in tune with all of this he knows something terrible has happened and he's trying to work it out. And so I think we often don't give our children and young kids in our church enough credit. Mm. They, 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 they take in more than we think, and they wow. think more deeply than we think. Yeah. And uh, that's partly why I wrote the book. It's, it's, it's a book that's, I hope by the end of it, it, it gives people a lot of hope, but it's also a sad book. It, it tells the story of Layla's death. Mm-hmm. But my wife and I have come to believe that that's a good thing for a child to engage with. Um, so in the Lord's providence, Ben has walked down an aisle beside me as I carried my daughter's coffin mm. to her funeral. And uh, he sat at the front of a church for a whole funeral service. He's uh, put soil in her grave as we buried her. Um, and and we, we look back and we're so thankful he's had all of those experiences because the fact is that when our children live long enough in this world, they're going to experience suffering and death yeah. and they need to know how to deal with it. Yeah. And, and we, my, my, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, and that's one thing I really appreciate about your book that you are touching on those difficult subjects. And, uh, I, I was looking at some of the other children's book and I was like, wow, this is interesting how this book is touching about death. You know, and 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 I, and I think as uh, uh, parents that I've spoken to, it's uh, we we try to avoid those tough conversations with uh, really young kids, and 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 mm. in this is in this instant, that's not what's happening in, in, in your book. Mm. And Dr. Gibson, what what led you when Ben was asking you all these questions? What led you to think of the moon specifically? Had someone taught you that before, or what? Did it just kind of come at the moment? Or can you explain a little bit about hmm. that? Yeah, I, I can't claim to any uh, genius uh, originality with the moon <laughs> is always <laughs> rhyme. Uh, I heard it in a sermon illustration once. Um, uh, Brian Chapel was telling the story of a friend of a friend or someone he knew or had heard of, of a little girl, 14 years old, who died of cancer. 
And after she had died, her parents found her journal. And inside her journal was a card that she maybe used as a bookmark. And on it, there were just four words, the moon is round. And her parents realized that this was her way of, you know, trusting God's goodness all the way through uh, her sad uh, health issues. And she often liked to be by the window at night and she would be awake a lot at night through the pain of her cancer. And they realized that she clearly had looked out on the moon many nights and not seen the whole of the moon. But she just wrote because she had to remind herself, I can't see all of the moon, but I need to remember the moon is round. And so I'd heard the story, you know, years previous, but then the the catechism I taught my son was sort of arising out of that story. But it was just a bit of a fun catechism, you know, to teach him a bit Mm -hmm. about the moon and then a bit about God. But then it's amazing how God used it, you know, in such a poignant moment of conversation with my son. It just came to me to mention this, you know, about the moon. And it's it's amazing how God used that not only to comfort your son through all this but i'm I'm assuming you as well Uh, it's a reminder for all of us really that god is always good even when things seem to be against us when everything is not going our way it 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 humbles us because you know a lot of the times in my experience i i make things about me but i have to remember it's not about me it's about god and he's Mm -hmm. always good despite what's going on in my life yeah, I, it's a children's book, but I hope every Christian reads it and gets a copy because I think it's a lesson we all need to know yeah. and learn and, and treasure that, um, you know, life throws up many things in the providence of God that are very painful and very hard to cope with, either in our own lives or other people's lives. And it does raise the question of the goodness of God and the suffering and evil of the world. Right. And we need to we need to have an answer for it, and and I felt like I tried to, to capture this idea of God's immutable goodness. He never changes, and if He was good before the beginning of the world, He's good during the history of the world, even when very sad and terrible things happen in our lives. Definitely. So yeah, I, I think it's a lesson that um, is hopefully going to help adult Christians and not just little children. Yeah, um, I've, I've had quite a bit of feedback from people um, about it. And I've, I've had a, a lovely lady on our street who lost her mother, sadly, to cancer a number of years ago. And, and she said to my wife one day, she said, you know, Johnny's book has helped me for the first time come to peace with my mother's death. Wow. And, you know, the, the story's not about a mother who dies. It's about mm. a little girl who dies. And yet, clearly the truth of God's goodness in the midst of her mother's death really started to resonate with her. And she said, I've finally come to peace about my mother's death. So I was just pleased that Layla's little life and death is speaking into people's situations in other parts of the world at different ages and stages of their lives. You know, Isn't we, that... we, uh, we call Layla, the, we call her, um, Layla the Evangelist, because uh, at at her funeral, uh, our minister had a throwaway line. Mm. He spoke about Layla's testimony. He said hers was a glorious testimony. Mm. She pointed us all to another world. She pointed us all to God. Mm. And then he had just this throwaway line. He said, Layla the Evangelist. Wow. And uh, everyone who was at the funeral 
whoever speaks to us about the funeral years later always says we, we've never forgotten that that line by Ian Hamilton, um, Layla the Evangelist. And uh, that's what my daughter is in her short life and sudden death. She was an evangelist telling us all, you know, there's there's life beyond this world. There's This world is not all there is. And mm. God is calling us all to another world. Yeah. And now through this story that's arisen out of a conversation with my son, she's pointing us all to God and to the goodness of God, even in the midst of tragedy. Yeah, uh, and it's amazing how just in uh, God's providence and how he uses pain to just uh, glorify himself and everything he's, he does yeah. and he is good, like you just said. I think as uh, Christians, we, we tend to forget that, and uh, and we're so uh, temporal of just everything that we do and and, <clears throat> and, 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 and just looking at the—not um, looking at the eternal. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure— um, uh, Dr. Gibson, that you uh, and for everybody have that hope of seeing Layla again in the new mm. kingdom, the new earth. Um, and I, I can't help but think about David um, in the Bible, and and when he lost a child, a child came out mm-hmm. of sin. Uh, there was a consequence with that, but uh, David realizing that um, uh, he he would hope that he you know that he he realized he'll see his baby again. At least that's where I stand on that uh, point, what I read in the Bible. But uh, yeah, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 2 Samuel 12, 23 mm. is the verse. Uh, David said, uh, I will go to him, but he will not return to me. Yeah. And I think uh, it's um, it's a beautiful picture of mm. David trusting that the child is with God yes. and knowing that he will go to him. Some people think it's just a reference to Sheol, to the grave. I'll go to where he is in the grave. Mm. He'll not come back to me. But John Calvin, in his commentary on the wall, yes. 2 Samuel, has an absolutely brilliantly profound exposition of that verse. And oh, he says, wow that uh, David recognizes that we are not just brute beasts who go down into the grave, Mm. but that there is life beyond the grave and that he's referring to going to be with his son one day. And uh, that that verse was in our order of service. It means a lot to us. Oh, wow. We will go to Layla. She did did not come to us, but we will go to her one Mm. day. And I'm I'm sure that that's what a hope to have that, you know, and, and and excitement that uh, I know that we will be spending eternity, and I know just that I'll get to see all my uh, lost uh, family members who are in Christ. And mm-hmm. I think the cool thing is is that in, in in eternity I'll be able to meet Layla, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And, and 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 if I don't get to meet yeah. you, Doctor Gibson, in this life, <laughs> I'll see you in the next. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I had a friend who, um, a young man who very sadly died three weeks ago. Mm. Of uh, uh, he'd struggled for a long time with some cancer, and he died. And his sister wrote to my wife and said, "It's <clears throat> it's lovely to think of Sam and Layla together right now." Oh. You know. Wow, and uh, I thought, how lovely to think of these mm. dear, dear loved ones who have gone before us to the celestial city above. Yeah, and uh, it, it it reminds us that this world is not our home; we're just passing through. Amen. And this world is not all there is. There's yes, a, there's a world beyond this world that is eternal and permanent and more enduring than yes the world that we live in. You know. 
Yes. Wow. I, I, I just really, I'm just sitting right here and just thinking about that, uh, you know, Dr. Gibson. Um, in your book, you, you were just talking about uh, the catechism <clears throat> or teaching on the moon. Mm-hmm. Why did you feel that it was so important to include this in your book? Uh, that's something that we don't see too much, I guess, in in mm-hmm. in children's book in, in, in that way. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that you had lessons for children. And then on the last page, you had a catechism on the moon or teaching on the moon. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I wanted to share with people the little catechism I taught my son. And I, I just expanded it, I think, with two or three questions. Um, and uh, I, I wanted other kids to embrace this great truth about God's goodness, even in the in the dark when you can't see all of it. <clears throat> and also to connect the catechism of, on the moon that I taught my son with the cross, with Good Friday, mm. when Jesus went into the darkness and God punished him for our sins. And yet in that very moment, God was still good. He was saving people and forgiving them um, through the death of his son. Mm. And so... Uh, I believe in catechism. For a start, we catechize our son. Mm. uh, I meant to mention, actually, we have two other children just recently joined our family, uh, Zachary and Hannah. So, you know, as we raise our children, uh, we'll we'll, um, catechize them. And I think question and answers are a really powerful way to teach children the fundamentals of the faith. So Mm. part of it was just I, I believe in catechism. But another part was, I think it's quite a unique catechism, a catechism on the moon, which is sort of surprising. And yet, hopefully, it's a means to teach people about God. No, I, I think it was it, it was great, and I really appreciate you you, you doing that. Um, again, we are a uh, Bridge, Bridge Ministries is a Christian uh, bookstore um, and coffee mm. shop. And, and one thing is why we do these podcasts is that we're trying to just point people to reading good, solid books, uh, biblical books, mm. uh, obviously yeah. not to replace our reading with Bible, but right. to just bring in, uh, authors and, and talk about these just wonderful truth. And, yeah. um, I, I think we just, uh, uh, forget that God has just given people the gift of teaching and, and writing and, and the impact that those books do have on people is just amazing, especially what we just see here in the ministry. Right. Yeah. Um, so, Dr. Gibson, how has the book, um, um, I know that you touched on it a little bit. Uh, if we may just talk about uh, Jackie a little bit, how's the book uh, helped her through um, just kind of this whole ordeal Um with uh, the loss of Leda, if you're willing to share. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've both grieved as deeply as the other yeah. on the loss of a child, and yet a mother is the one who carries the child in her womb mm. and uh, looks after the child for those nine months, cares for them, feeds them through her body, and has that more intimate connection with her that uh, a father doesn't have fathers grieve as deeply in other ways but not in that physical bond way so you know we've both been through our journeys and still on the journey of grief it never ends um but i think you know she i told her about the conversation with ben soon after because she she was still in the hospital that night and i dropped ben home family friend stayed with him for the night and then i i went back and stayed the night with the hospital with her and, uh, you know, we talked about it, and it was funny. We, we both would say that in those four days of 
darkness when Layla died and we were waiting for her to be stillborn. We have never believed in the goodness of God more, which you'd sort of think it would be the days you doubt the goodness of God. Mm. Of course, we had questions. Of course, we were perplexed and mm. hurting. But in those early weeks and months, there was no anger mm. with God. There was mm. just a sort of a, a quiet submission mm that this is what his will is. Now, mm. we ended up in that angry place months later mm. when it all sort of hit us, but, and that's okay. Yeah. That's how you deal with that. But yeah. but we did end up there. But initially, we just believed the gospel like we'd never believed it mm. before, you mm. know. And, uh, and so putting this book into writing just, it was another help to my wife and, and she supported me and wanted me to do it. And, um, and we both just love the fact that our daughter's ministry is continuing. You know, every every parent wants their child to have an impact on the world. Oh, wow. And when you have a stillborn child, nobody gets to meet them. Nobody yeah. sees them unless there's a photo. And, uh, you know, and the child just disappears out of people's memories, minds, and uh, off the pages of history. But we're just thankful that and my wife especially is thankful that Layla's ministry is continuing, having an impact on people's lives. So when I, I preach around in different churches, and, and often now people come up to me and say, we love the book, The Moon is Always Round. Mm. You know, we love that Layla has a message for us. And I go home and I tell Jackie, and she's just so encouraged that our little girl is still ministering to people. So... My wife wrote two articles that people, listeners may be interested mm. to look up on the Gospel Coalition, the okay. ministry that Don Carson yes. uh, uh, founded. And um, uh, the first one's called uh, Today Would Have Been My Daughter's First Birthday, where she wrote it a year after Layla died on the 17th of March. Mm. And then she also wrote a blog post to accompany the release of the book called Why We Need a Children's Book About Death. Mm. And it was really a it was really a a plea to parents to buy the book and not think, oh, I don't want to buy that. That's that's about the death of a child. I'm not going to mm. read that to my child. But my wife gives a really lovely sort of uh, challenge and exhortation to parents to to don't don't keep your children from the house of lament. Walk mm. them into it and teach them how to cope and how to grapple and how to cry and how to pray in the midst of lament and, and anguish and grief and sorrow. So my wife's, you know, we've supported each other through this, and, and the book's really in many ways something from both of us. Yeah, um, and, and I, really, I, I really like how uh, in the beginning of, uh, of the book that um, you start off with saying, Ben, whatever happened, whatever happens in life, remember the moon is always round. The moon is always round. I love you, dad. And then at the end of the last page and you're giving a, uh, a Bible verse, uh, and it's the actual Bible verse that we started off the podcast with. And the, uh, uh, when we recorded in the beginning is Psalms 105, it says for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endureth forever and his faithfulness to all generations. And you dedicated mm -hmm. to Layla Judith Grace, uh, stillborn at 39, uh, March 17, 2016. And what, what a, just a great way to just end the book and dedicate it to your daughter. And 
Uh, we feel mm. eternally blessed. And I know that our worldwide audience will too buy your book and, and that mm. um, her name will continue on and the impact that it will have on the kingdom. Um, I think it's pretty exciting. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I want Ben to, you know, always remember his sister. And so we, as I said, we involved him in the funeral. He met her, he held her, then he was involved in the funeral. He helped bury her as we put the soil into the ground. And um, I wanted him to have as much tangible memory of her as possible, which he does still. Uh, He's now seven and a half. But I also thought uh, it's another good way to remind him he has a sister and that there's a lesson to be learned here. So hence the little word I say to him at the beginning. And yeah, and then we, we want Layla, to, her name to be remembered as every parent loves people to know about their children. And so it's nice to have her name on the back page and yeah. the, the day she was still born, you know. Um, and, and so, yeah. It, yeah, and, and I hope that uh, here at the ministry, here at Bridge uh, Ministries, we'll... Uh, we can honor her by having her book and um, through this podcast and, and, and telling everybody about the book because I really do love that you guys are not avoiding uh, with this book the pain of death and actually writing about it and letting everybody know. And uh, Dr. No. Gibson, huh? Thank we, you. it's been encouraging to hear, to, to read your book and hear from you, you know, um, through your experiences how no matter what happens, we, we can trust the Lord and, and how, although this is a kid's book, I mean, it helped me. It's a great reminder to me personally to, to keep trusting in the Lord, despite the struggles I have. And, and I just pray that, 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 that continues to happen in other people's lives as well. And, um, and at the end of our podcast, we always ask our, our guests to share the gospel with our listeners. We know that, our listeners can hear this podcast and, and be comforted through these words, but nevertheless, it's the gospel that saves them and gives them true hope. So can you please share the gospel with our listeners? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Yeah, the gospel uh, word means good news, and uh, the gospel is the good news about Jesus Christ. Uh, God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh God's love is great for the world, not because the world is so big, but because the world is so bad. It, mm-hmm. it is a world in rebellion against him, and yet God did not condemn us or judge us or punish us. He instead chose to send his one and only son and punish him in our place so that when we put our trust in him, uh, we can be forgiven and one day go to heaven and live with him forever. So the gospel is at heart about the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ and all that he has done for us as sinners in his Father's world. And it speaks to us of the love of God, that God so loved us that he sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. And so I would just commend the Lord Jesus to people. Um, I think that even in the midst of suffering, we can tend to become bitter against God Uh, But we need to remember that God is the one who became a man himself and became the man of sorrows um, in the person of Jesus Christ and who understands what grief is like. And therefore, as our high priest, he can pray for us and sympathize with us because he was in all ways tested as we are. 
yet without sin. So I would just commend Jesus to people. And uh, if you're listening and you uh, are pessimistic or um, atheistic or uh, you have little time for Jesus, I just would encourage you to read one of the Gospels, Gospel of Mark or Gospel of John, and uh, read the Gospel and ask yourself, you know, is Jesus who he said he was? Uh, And if he is who he said he was, that is Lord, then it's time to bow the knee to him and give our lives to him uh, because he's coming back to judge the world. The first time he came to save, uh, first time he came to save the world, the second time he's coming back to judge the world. And uh, we need to be ready for his coming. And uh, the way to be ready is to have our faith uh, in him, in his life, death, resurrection, and ascension on our behalf. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, Dr. Gibson, thank you very much to coming on the show today. Uh, I feel so blessed. Um, Dr. Gibson, where can our audience and listeners find you if you wanted to be found? Uh, uh, like social media. <laughs> yeah, Phil. Uh, I guess uh, websites. Phil, uh, the, third house, <laughs> the third house on the right. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry for not uh, being clear there, uh, doctor. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just joking. With you. I'm joking. You were clear. Um, I, I'm not really on social media. Okay. Uh, it would be um, go to my faculty webpage on mm. the Westminster Theological Seminary website, mm. W ts.edu and then click on faculty and find Jonathan Gibson, uh-huh. known as Johnny, really. But uh, <clears throat> so yeah, and then you can find sermons and things I've written and hopefully some things that might be of help. So that that would be where you could find books that I've other books I've done and books that'll be coming out. Okay. Um. Yeah. So um. So the book uh, is the Moon is Always Round by Dr. Jonathan Gibson. And you could get it here at Bridge Ministries. Um, and for our Y World audience, if you guys go ahead and email the first person to email uh, here at info at bridgemanlaredo.org, we'll go ahead and ship you out the book anywhere in the world. Uh, and again, uh, you can get it here. And then you heard uh, uh, Dr. Gibson, where else you can get the book. Uh, so again, Dr. Gibson, thank you for coming on. Uh, at Bridge Radio, and hopefully we can have you on again here in the future, and we can talk about some of your other uh, books. Sure, I'd love to. I'd, <laughs> I'd love to do that. Thank you very much for having me on. All thank right, you so much. and uh, I look forward to it again. All right. Well, thank you very much. Wow, Joey, what did you think about the podcast? That was uh... Dude, that was really really encouraging, and it was a. Uh emotional yeah i mean uh you can just tell uh, in his voice that uh i'm I'm, sh- I'm sure this is not an easy topic uh to uh talk about but man i really appreciate that everything that he was just saying it was he pointed to god yeah he pointed to god and for our listeners out there if you're going through something like this please get the book it is a book that is literally like probably like 25 pages or 20 pages of that and and it's a beautiful book even yeah. though it's a kid's book i read it yeah. i liked it yeah i want to read it again yeah absolutely again so please go get the book uh you can get it here and uh, as you heard uh dr uh, gibson uh you can uh check it out um and 
And again, uh, please, for our listeners, uh, please subscribe to Apple, Android, Google, and Stitcher Radio. You can also follow us as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, also, you can reach uh, reach us at info at bridgemanlaredo.org. Uh, you can click on the About page so you can get a little bit more information of who we are and, uh, and what we do here as a ministry. Um, as we always say here, uh, what is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own, but belong body, soul, in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. See you guys later in the next episode. Goodbye. Later.